into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Under the Dome fans, I am your host, Jackie Borowski, and with me is Amanda Fields Bennett. Well, We're here to recap Ejecta, episode 7 of Under the Dome. And, and um, in case you didn't notice, the song that's playing is Ring of Fire. We felt it was appropriate for the episode. Um, this episode might have been named Ejecta, but I also like to call it How Many Times Can We Say the Word Kinship in One Episode? About ten, right? At least. You could have done a drinking game with that. Not that I recommend. If you're underage, don't do a drinking but, game. But do you a know, Big tea Jim and Julia game. got way ahead of us there. So they did get way ahead of us. Well, um, I'm getting ahead of myself. So we have what I I did like about this episode was that we split it up into into these different, I guess, like chunks of time. Yeah. So we there was one scene where we kind of saw what was happening literally from a different angle. I actually wish we would have seen more of that, um, like a flip point of view, where some of the scenes it was just like, okay, well, over here we have this happening at the same time, and over here we have this happening at the same time. So the times are 1.13 a.m., 3.57, 7.15, and 8.22. And I think that perhaps the reason why they didn't show it all at once was because that they were showing, like, each reaction more than the thing that was happening. Yeah. But I would have kind of liked to see it from the outside looking in. Like what it looked like to everyone else. Yeah, to get a POV of the poor burning people that Barbie left at the end. Yeah. That so would have been nice. awful. But what could he do? He couldn't have really done anything at that point. It was well, already coming he, in. He he already has the Seaton's playing on his brain. Um, so we have, we start off with uh, Christine in the cocoon. Um, basically... Junior watching over her like, uh, you know, zoned out, uh, children of the corn. I don't know. I shouldn't say children of the corn. What did Big Jim say? He called them pod people. Um, he called them... Uh, I can't think of the name now. I don't remember. But we do know, we do know this, that Junior... Sam, Ava, and Barbie are supposed to be, like, the special people. The body snatchers, I'm sorry. Yes, Big body Jim went, snatchers. So, Junior was looking over Christine like a body snatcher. Yes. So, yes, Big Jim, Julia, and... Well, actually, Big Jim and Julia are separate because they actually never got into a pod. So, um, we have that great moment. At, it's so weird because I'm starting from the end. But we do have that great moment at the end where Julia starts laughing and saying, we're the last two people on Earth. Which... We have this team, we have this core team that's going to be fighting um, the Thetans in there. I'm calling them Thetans, this is so terrible, but that's what it feels like. They're fighting the aliens that are living in their brains. I'm sorry, why does it sound terrible? I don't know what Thetans means. 
Um, this is actually banking off of your old, your idea from a, a couple episodes ago where you were saying that it's like a cult. And in Scientology, well, it kind of is. in Scientology, the Thetans are what they believe are like these alien beings that are feeding on our brains. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I just didn't know what that meant. Okay. Yeah. Well. So, um... So I will maybe stop comparing this to Scientology at some yeah, point. I don't know if we want to go down that road. Well, um, anyway, no, we won't. We'll just say that so, this is a separate don't drink the Kool-Aid situation. So all the aliens that are feeding on their brains, there are like superior aliens and uh, Junior, Sam, Ava, and Barbie are supposed to be superior aliens. And then we have drone aliens which, superior aliens that still have most of their humanoid qualities yes we actually though um we had a fan point out and i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out for my fan shout out sheet in a minute which i left in my purse behind me always um, yes <laughs> but the the fan shout out i have for right now is that somebody commented that the the kinship the people in the kinship they have this like not in this episode but they have this weird like whistling thing that to them sounded almost like something like whistle while you work and it sounds like the hunger games do 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 yeah, do in the that's Hunger Games, like. that's actually like a positive thing. Like the whistle oh. in the Hunger Games represents District um, Four. Yeah, yeah. The whistle in the I'm Hunger Games, the whistle in the Hunger Games represents like the Mockingjays, and it represents uh, a subversive reality. Whereas the whistling here represents the people community. rising up in resistance. Though. Right, right. Here, though, the whistling is just like they're all part of the um, pod people. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to put it. The pod people. The cocoon people. The cocoon people. Yes. They are literally the pod people. Yeah. They um, were in a pod. They were in a pod. So we have, in the beginning, we have what happens, um, the same thing that happens in the video where people start jumping out the windows. The video they have from, no from the team of people from, like, the 90s or 80s. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The anthropologist uh, video. From Acteon. From Acteon. Yes. So they have no one to guide them, so they're jumping out the window, and Barbie gets them to stop. But I don't even think that from that height you would really necessarily die, but they're pretty much giving up. I don't know. Well. It it was like a three-story, four-story situation. It's hard to say, because Hunter didn't die in the last episode. Um, I, It just looked, but it did look pretty awful. Yes. That's what I was say. It was really shocking. And it, I don't want to bring it back to this, but of course, I have to say this because that's what it made me think of. Right away, I thought, oh, well, it's like the people jumping out of the buildings on 9-11. Which is terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying. And so anytime I see a bunch of people jumping out of a window of a building to their death, I'm always going to think of that. So it made it very real and very sad for me. Um you know, it brought it right back. I don't know if people are watching it out there thinking the same thing, but I definitely instantly went there in my head. The This season has taken a very dark turn. Mm-hmm. And not a dark turn in, I also recap the strain, and the strain is dark in like a fantastical sort of way. Um, I do realize that very bizarre things are happening in under the dome where there's like alien influence, but for some reason it all seems to hit too close to home or too real. It's like, there's not... It's like realistic fiction. Yeah. There's not... um, You have people beating each other. um, Brutal fights going on lately. You have 
people committing suicide. It's very real things happening in a very kind of unreal situation. Because it's the, the kind of feeling that people have when they think that there's an imminent disaster coming. And, yes. And they they start to see signs of it and they think that this is the end. So they don't know if they want to keep going on or just take matters into their own hands. Right. And so this is all happening because Christine is stuck in the pod, and um, throughout the episode we have this progression. We have the pink stars falling, which is great because we get that flashback to something that's relative to other seasons. I just realized, are these pink stars falling at this moment because Christine is in that cocoon with that glowing rock? Is that related? That's a good question. I didn't realize it until right now. Um... It could be. I don't see why not. I mean, maybe that triggered some sort of end of the world scenario. Yeah. Although we do know from what um, from what Junior says, he calls it the Great Destruction. So on the aliens' home world, something similar to this happened, and they had to like form their own society, which is probably why they're coming to this world to form their own and it society. Was, it was like when they were in the cocoons; they like downloaded this information into their brains. Yes. The people that are in the the pod people group. Right. They think that they have another world. Right. So it's like, who who is really living in these people? I feel like it's not just some, like, um, pill or medicine that it's in them. No, it's, it's an alien it's like, parasite. like a person. Yeah. It's an alien parasite, like, living in them and taking over their being. Yeah. Despite... Um, well, we have this scene, so we have this meteor explosion that's happening. The pink stars start falling, and then there's a meteor explosion, and then there's, like, a ring of fire. And, um, Wall of fire, ring of fire, but it's a ring around the dome. Yes. <laughs> I and we didn't have, mean for that to be funny, but it is a ring around the dome. Um, so, in the beginning, but, we have this Barbie Ava scene where Ava is basically telling him, oh, you can, well... You can be Ava, free. Ava hides the key because she's Sneaky McSneakerson. Yeah. Talk about being free, Eva. Right. So she hides the key and she tries to have, like, sexy times with him because she still hasn't completed her mission of, like, impregnating him, impregnating him with an alien baby. Or Um, having him get her pregnant. Yeah. You can't impregnate him. With an alien feel, baby, but maybe on this show. It's so funny. Oh I feel God. like the agency, like, that way is switched because I'm like, she has the major alien in her. That's right. Oh. But anyway. I understand. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, or would you like to? <laughs> That's what she wants to say. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. So, it took a turn. But I. So, but she tries to convince him that basically yes. they can do this and, um, like he can turn into an, a major alien like her and not have a major alien, a major alien, super duper fantastic alien. Um, but he can turn into one of her without losing his identity, which is not true. She's just it's trying just to give true. him mind tricks, right? With her alien trickery, and guess what? It's just. I still don't really feel like I believe that they would get together and do that. No. Like, I just don't believe it as, like, the two people together that they... They have no chemistry. It's just the chemistry. That's all it is. It doesn't have have anything else to do with it. It's just... There are some actors that you see on a show and you're like, holy crap, these actors have fabulous chemistry. I feel like I'm looking in on someone's real life. Well, example, Julia um, and and Barbie. Barbie have 
fantabulous chemistry. And so it's so awkward to see these two actors together because maybe it's because they haven't worked long enough uh, together. I don't know. But they just don't have real chemistry together. I feel like it's a little bit of a hesitation on her part for some reason. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, But I, on another note, I really liked that Big Jim has still brought the zingers. He's got his funny lines in this episode. I feel like I feel like he's either ad-libbing, I don't know, some shows are um some shows are more allowing for ad-libbing than others and some uh some writers and showrunners are very much this has to be the script. But when you're someone um when you're someone as big of an actor as he is, you might be allowed to ad-lib. I don't know. I think they're perhaps giving him these funny lines to get us on his team. Right. The audience. Like, that- but it might also be like, he is such a great character. There are some writers that um, they just like writing for certain characters. Mm-hmm. And it might be that whatever writing team they have there love writing for him or vice versa. Like, he has said, hey... Like, trying to write me some zingers. Yeah, and Julia's like, the pink stars are falling in lines. And he says, oh, don't start that crap again. <laughs> no. I also like the one where he says, Indy's not a liberal. He doesn't get scared of everything. <laughs> he, um, had, he had a lot of real zingers. Why don't you guys tweet us? And there's another one about Julia's hair later. <laughs> yes. Tweet us and comment um, about your favorite big gym lines. Not just this episode, but uh, of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Of all time. Um, cause he's had some... But they're so funny and we laugh literally out loud at them. He's had some doozies. <laughs> so they, uh, are still on Bird Island, which, um, I'm very happy about this, this location focus on Bird Island. It was, uh, a tweet from my favorite, uh, recapper. There was a tweeted, tweet from Bird Island? No, <laughs> no, my, my, uh, Sorry, my was... favorite recapper, Tim Surrett, um, oh. typed, typed just Bird Island. As a tweet, and I was like, oh yeah, stuff's gonna go down on Bird Island today. <laughs> well, you were right. Um, but also, I like in this episode that they made reference to past characters that we've been talking about, like Linda and Lyle. Yes. And, um, well, they're tying the show together, which season two felt like nothing was tied together. And oh, we disaster been, of the week right, season, yeah. We had been asking uh, at the beginning of the season, Will all this stuff tie together? And they are—they are doing their darndest to have it all match, or like trying to undo <laughs> the other things that didn't match yes. together. Um, however, it's really funny how Big Jim and Julia start talking about Lyle and how he rescued Lyle out of the lake, and he's like, "Well, I learned I'm not going to do that. Again. <laughs> I'm not going to rescue Lyle out of the lake. I don't think so." But then he's—I do miss. Lyle and Reverend Coggins. We don't have oh. that dotty old character like making a mess of things. Although I did, I did learn another fun fan comment fact was that um, they don't think that Lyle actually burned all the medicine because he was stopped part of the way through, and other people might have been keeping their personal stashes of medicine. And the medicine is a whole, um, a whole another level because it's a hard pill to swallow. Hard pill to swallow. <laughs> we were. I was wondering um, what was going on with Hunter because one minute he's like he's one of the kinship and the next minute he's not. And 
I at first was like, is it because they keep shoving him in the refrigerator and maybe the refrigerator has like magic powers to stop him? Also, I have to quote Zoolander on this one because Mugatu, he's like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah. It's like, that's what Hunter, it looks like he's doing because he goes from being his happy, well, somewhat happy normal self. Right. And then he goes into La La Land again. It's and it's after he took the pill, and I thought, is that, is it a crazy pill? Like, are, is that suppressing their emotions by taking that pill? That's an interesting social commentary, CBS. <laughs> but um, on uh, oh, whether yeah, or not taking like, pills um, alters your personality, antidepressants and yeah. ADHD medication, and which I don't think there's anything wrong with. But I just feel like there's some sort of social commentary I that they're like trying to push on me. They have to have some agenda with that. Yeah. To be continued. Way to be CBS. Um, but yeah, so. They basically are trying to figure out, oh, they meaning Joe and Nori. Right. They're trying to figure out what's going on with Hunter. Why does he keep flip-flopping and going back and forth with his whole personality? It's like he's a different person. And like we were talking about the alien being taking over these people, he kind of, he he had become so sucked into their kinship that he was willing to just let Ava kill him just so they could save up medicine for the town. So, um, then, you know, once he, like, came to... After, um, you know, Nori punched him in the face, which yeah. is awesome, because and he was driving us crazy, and Nori... He was gonna slit his wrist yeah. with glass. Nori has gone back to being the um, voice of reason of the show, and she just punched him in the face. Right I like after, that there... Right after an episode where she need a guy. Um, <laughs> I like that there's two redhead girls that are the voice of reason on the yes. show. Yes! Yeah. You go, redheads! All right, Ginger in the house. <laughs> Sorry. This show is very pro-Ginger. <laughs> Yeah. It's very anti-medicine, so but very is, pro-ginger. So is our show. <laughs> our show is very pro-ginger. Okay, well, so this whole situation of Joe, Nora, and Hunter, at least it didn't go back into their little love triangle. That wasn't part of it this week. It was really just like, who are you, Hunter, and what's going on? And it was all to come to Nori realizing why they're okay. Right. And everyone else isn't. And it's because they woke up because they had a real human emotion again. Right. Like a real reaction, a strong feeling of something. Grief, anger, um, or just like frustration. Which, which um, fear. In, in the, in the beginning, in the teaser, yeah, we like, have Big Jim saying, oh, we're fighting our internal we're demons. We're fighting our internal demons. And so it's, it's this, thing of, well, your internal demons kind of make you, well, kind of do make you human. Yeah. So we have this debate between whether or not you should just be one of the pod people, but that doesn't make you human. What makes you human are your emotions, and what makes you human are the things that make you different. Yes, and uh, I like how Joe compares the pod people to ants, just walking in a line, just yes. following after the other without thinking about it. Yes. And, um, and I like also that they're talking about how emotions are what make us human. And that Ava was trying to convince Dale, Barbara, that they, he shouldn't try and save the people outside of the dome. Oh, you know, that's the end. They are the end. We are the beginning. And then she she tries and t- to tell him that, oh, you you know, you don't need to worry about saving them anymore. You know, you don't have to worry about that. 
You'll just feel good. It's all about feeling good here with us. You'll be great. Just be part of the kinship. Love, love, love. I wonder if it's actually like feeling good or just feeling numb. Yeah. And she doesn't, well, she doesn't say love. I threw that in there. (laughs) She thinks, she, I think she thinks that she's in love with him, but it couldn't be further from what it really is. It's just. Well, we don't even know that that's Ava. That's the thing. It's like some alien being that's feeding on Ava's brain. So I don't think we've actually seen the real personality or the real person of Ava. And I just, I'm jumping ahead to predictions, but I want to know more about who Acteon really was. Yes. Because I don't know if they are ever to have been trusted. Uh, That was a weird way of saying that. Um, Because I don't know if they were ever really human or if they were all alien or if they were a mix of both or if they were part of the resistance against the aliens. I don't know. You're right. We don't really necessarily know their role in this because we had Acteon members trying to run the test between Jim and Christine. And, and they explained could, that Big Jim was the control. Yes, this could have been a situation where scientists tried to run a test. It went haywire and... Um, I don't think so. Or, uh, other alternative, it was like the aliens running it all the time. So we don't really know, we don't really have all the information. And hopefully, um, hopefully as the season progresses, as it's showing us more and more things that are connecting together, they will let us know what that was. Um but let's go back. Let's go back to the freezer, which the seems sweet to be briar. the local hangout. But because there's no electricity, I choose to believe that not everybody's cold in the freezer, um, and that it doesn't actually work. But Sam comes in and <laughs> says, "I take it since you have someone in the freezer, you're not part of the kinship either." Um, where they <laughs> that start, was a, that was a good zinger that was for a Sam. Good zinger, too. Sam. Sam has always been a really interesting character, and I think that he had to have something funny in there to also remind us, hey, we're on his team because he has to go up against another character later. Right. Well, we we are already pro Sam after stabbing Christine. Um and this is the cool scene <laughs> Which sounds so bizarre to say. It sounds so bizarre to say, but pro she's Sam evil. because he stabbed someone. But yeah. But she's evil. Yeah. So um Or she's been taken over by evil. Yeah. Yes. So we have, um, and that's another thing I don't know. Like, what if Christine is actually just an alien? Like, what if she never was yeah, the anthropologist? Christine and Ava, I'm not so sure they were ever really fully people. Right. So that that's a whole whole other thing. Mm. Um, but we have the coolest scene to me is the the coolest I guess like combination of scenes is when we have Joe trying to stab. Sam and them all figuring out that hey we're on the same team and then we have the we show Sam's point of view in the next scene where Sam like washes his hands and then comes into the sweet briar and almost gets stabbed. I I like to see things from different I like to see the same scene from a different point of view because maybe we can learn something new. And this in this instance I don't really think we we learn too much more than we already knew. But maybe if we had, like, other point of views, like Hunter's point of view. I like the points of view because they're showing how we feel a real emotion in a situation, and it goes to a different person feeling something, a different reaction, a different emotion tied into something. So I think it's highlighting, like, the heightened senses there and how we're human, and we need that humanity to survive. Yes, and we have so um, 
we have we end up with Big Jim. Well, we end up we have these scenes with Big Jim and Julia, which are these fun banter scenes between in the house that they were like take that Big Jim was taken um, captive in let me earlier. Find his name, yeah, Ferguson Faulkner, who is apparently a um, that, a connoisseur of alcohol. So oh, they're drinking man. the very best alcohol at the end of the world, and um, we have them together bantering off of each other. Now, this scene felt, the banter in this scene between Big Jim and Julia, I, it might also be because these two actors have um, worked together for longer, but it felt less forced than the banter between Christine and Big Jim. It felt like... Oh, yeah. It felt like a real... Like Batman, Superman kind of thing—a real medium and they, opposite. They, I have to say, they both really carried off being drunk really well as yes. actors, because some actors can get almost too carried away with that part of it, and uh, you don't really understand what's happening still. But they had enough of themselves, those characters, with the being drunk, yes. to still make sense and everything. Like it was kind of fun to see them share the whiskey together and, like, have that moment, but still, it's Big Jim and Julia. hmm And I like when she says... I don't remember who says it. I think Julia says, oh, well, who would have ever thought the two enemies would be the last human standing on Earth? And he's like, used to be enemies, or something. Um, but no, she's like, Which is why oh, she, has, she has this laugh that's both a very real, it's like one of those laughs, like a hysterical laugh, where you're like, this is actually, it is kind of like fitting and funny, but sad at the same She's time. She's like, really, Jim? Yeah. Really? It was perfect. It was well, perfectly acted moment. Yes, and he just goes right over that, or, and goes on to talk about his regrets. She's like, oh yeah, do you have any regrets? She's like, I'm not going to touch that right now, <laughs> because I'm trying to have fun here in the middle of chaos. But we do learn that, I, I think we kind of knew this already, and this is, uh, it's in the books too, that Julia stayed in Chester's Mill because um, Julia is more of like a person that you would think would be in a big cosmopolitan town or would have reached out and done more things because she's such a great reporter. But um, she stayed because of Peter Shumway, because he was a doctor, and she said she wanted security, but it turns out... Um, and then it didn't, Dale she stayed Barbara for the wrong killed her husband... And then she fell in love with and then her she husband's killer. Fell in love with him. Awkward times. Awkward times. <laughs> um, but so now, we have, yeah, now we have that last scene where we have uh, we have the people rushing from the fireball up to the dome, and for the first time in Under the Dome, you have the people actually being like, "Oh, well, it's not so bad that we're under the dome because we were protected by all these different things." And Julia, and Julia was right. Julia was right. The dome is there to protect them but in the sense not them the alien them the dome was sent there to create this new race of the pod cocoon people and to protect them and to protect that it's like they can populate the earth yeah which is totally crazy but i mean it makes sense on this show um but it was it this was really hard to watch even though i know it's just it's like a cheesy special effect and i know that these people are acting and it's not real but it was still hard to watch because you you know you get used to the dome being there right and all the things that have corresponded inside the dome outside the dome the communication that they've tried to have the urgency of trying to save people inside and outside and going back and forth. And now you just have, like, a family 
running to the dome to try to get in the dome. Right. And instead of, you know, thinking that they're trapped, they're so happy to be safe in there, but at the same time, it's, like, bizarre, like, Barbie really wants to save these people's lives, and there's more people running in, and they're, like, banging on the dome, like, let us in, please! There's a wall of fire coming that Lyle predicted. Um, but, no, they wanted to get in, and he was trying frantically to, like, figure out something to do, and then Ava was like, it's okay. They're just gonna be dead. They don't really exist anymore. Like, as they were, like, looking at them. You know, we can move on, I feel like, to predictions from this point, because this kind of, like, blends into prediction ideas that I have. Yes. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Ooh, that's a new prediction thing. Yes. Um, I feel like um, this, well, first, do we think this is the moment where Barbie, because we've had these little moments where Barbie's, like, struggling, and he's not one of the pod people, but then he gives up, and he is one of the pod people, do we feel like this is, like, the last moment for Barbie, he did something too bad, and I think, for me, it was seeing those children, like, almost burning and burning, that you're like, ah, you did not save the children! I know, and he's just been there all along trying to save Chester's mill. And now he's at this pivotal moment, and he's looking at his dog tag for being in the army, and he says, oh, Julia gave this back to me. And he's looking at that, like, that's part of his human life. Well, do we and think he, like, this rips is the, it off. Do we think this is the last, like, moment where he could have stayed human, and now he's just going to be evil Barbie from now on, evil pod Barbie? <laughs> it sounds so funny, evil, evil Barbie. Evil pod Barbie. <laughs> um, well, I... I don't know, because earlier in the episode, Ava was trying to get all sexy times with him, and then he realized that she hid the key, and he just totally ignored her, and he's like, I'm going to Bird Island. Like, he was out of there. So he did make that choice correctly, um, but, yeah, I, I do feel like maybe this... I don't want to say that he's beyond hope, though. Mm-hmm. I think Barbie still has hope of being, like, uh, part of the resistance team, but... Maybe if Julia gets to him, he can be part of the resistance Ava is, like, two in his head right now. It's, like, back and forth, back and forth. And whenever he's with her, it's like she has some kind of force field with him. Like, like he's just going to listen to her because she's next to him. And he seems to be the only person who's remembering that there is a way out of the dome. Because we had all these people coming in and out of the dome, and he remembers the red door. So it... But now does the red door even still exist? That's the Do thing. Do they get burned like, to a crisp? We, we have this question when watching it, is this even real? Like, is so this a this test? Is, yeah, this is what I think. I'm wondering, since they didn't show a perspective of outside the dome of the world coming to an end, um, I'm wondering, is this just some kind of dome broadcast system? And the whole town of Chester's Mill thinks that that's happening outside of them? And that the whole world is ending. And is that just going to make everyone become pod people? Because they're like, well, I don't know what else to do. Nori was always like, what's the point? Yes, there was a lot of that. It's like, once you witness the end of the world, it it's, it's you feel almost like inevitable up. that you would feel like giving up. And Big Jim says, well, I t- like all along, I thought since we got trapped under here, it was going to end with us dying. Right. Like, they're going to have the resistance and then just end up dead. It's yeah. like, 
Really, guys? So, want, want. That ended on a bummer note. But um, now I have a couple shout-outs before we leave you guys. Uh, Pina Colada commented on iTunes. Uh, loves the podcast. And that was the person who mentioned that the whistling the whistling kinship. Um, Impultastic um, wants to know why the four were chosen as hands. Maybe we'll see more of a rep Bring tie into the to the hands. four hands. Wow. Uh, now that we've had the shooting stars. Um, Gabby points out that there was, there's a big chasm in the caves, and people seem to be running freely in and out of the caves, but remember how Julia, at that one point, had to, like, knock the ladder over and climb across it? Yes! And so it seems to be non-existent anymore, and we had that whole fight with, like, Sam and um, Junior in the caves, and now we don't know who won the fight, who's going to get out of that. And Junior was like, cool flashlight fight. That lighting was so awesome. Yeah. But now Junior has Sam in his clutches next to Christine's cocoon, and her hand is coming out of it, and it's like, now you're going to get what you're... (laughs) Now I totally messed that up. You're going to get what you deserve, Sam. Like, you're going to get what's coming to you. And it's like, are you, it's like, are you gonna just force Sam into being a pod person now? Like, See, that's the big question. It was like, is Sam gonna be a pod person after this? And why didn't anybody fall in the chasm? Um, <laughs> chasm. That's a funny word. I'm sorry. I love the word chasm. Yes. Um, XX Chiocho. I don't know if I'm saying that right. XX. Um, says last episode we didn't mention Christine's diagram, which I totally forgot about the, um, it looks like something from the Pretty Pretty Princess game, um, diagram. Maybe, I forgot about that game. Yeah, maybe that has something to do with anything that's happening right now, who knows? But, uh, she predicts that each symbol represents, like, an archetype in the community that, that is a role to fulfill. I hope that the diagram makes some sort of sense. Otherwise, we just focused on a diagram that we're not going to use later on. Um, I'd like to give Teresa Campbell a shout-out. Uh, watches so many After Buzz shows and always comments on them. And then um, FNX Motion ZZ um, says that they think the aliens are trying to populate the Earth, which makes sense from watching this episode. Ooh, yeah. Obviously, I would agree with that. Obviously, the, something went bad on their planet, and now they're yeah. Here. Junior starts talking about our home world, like it's like oh yeah, you, like everyone knows about that. Like what? <laughs> Duh! And our Sam's like world. Sam's like trying to play along. He's, He's like, like yeah, yeah, totally. I know that. <laughs> Who knew that Sam, drunk paramedic Sam, was going to be like one of the most reasonable characters on the show? That's what this show will do. It will surprise you again and again with humanity. So. Indeed. Until next week, you guys, um, you can find me at 123Jackie underscore B. Also, since uh, you guys obviously like sci-fi, you should check out the Dominions show on sci-fi. I recap that show as well. It has a, another fun following. And Amanda, where can the people well, find wait you? Wait a minute. Speaking of sci-fi, how good was Lava Lantula? And I Sharknado did 3. not see that, but that sounds amazing. Anyway, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Runway Queen. It was awesome being with you again, Jackie. Thanks for coming back, Amanda. Yes, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.